What's up, everybody, and welcome to The Huddle, where we come at you every week to discuss maintaining forward progress in your flooring career. With me, as always, Mr. Daniel and Mr. Jose Gonzalez out of Michigan. And uh, this week... Jose, you spell it H-O-S-A. Yes, Jose with an H. <laughs> no, uh, this week we are continuing a series on relationships, and this week is on general contractors. So uh, we're going to kick this thing off um, with a question. When you guys have started your, your uh, dealing with general contractors in the, in the past, how was the beginning of the relationship and did you ever experience having to um, maintain that relationship, uh, you know, a little bit differently? I say that because, you know, maintaining that relationship with general contractor, if you're doing a lot of work for a particular GC, um, it's not if you're going to have, have a conflict, it's when. And when you have that first conflict, Maybe you're buddies and you've formed a good relationship and then you got a problem. And this is the first problem you've come up against. How has that worked for you guys in the past? And uh, I've got some stories on it as well. So, um, yeah, won't we start with that? How, how do you guys start your relate, you know, pick a relationship you've got with the GC and how did it get started? And then how did you maintain a good relationship with them? So um, I'm just going to start out with, fortunately for us, the relationship with these generals uh, started uh, prior to preferred flooring. So we were able to establish a relationship with them and it wasn't always um, easy or nice, right? Because we, we kind of had to follow behind other installers that always made promises but didn't perform. So they just kind of, you know, whatever you say, they're not going to respect it. Um, but after after we started preferred flooring, we we had a uh, um, a better reputation um, then, so it was a lot easier to ask for um, certain areas. A lot easier. I don't want to say favors, right? Because we were a little bit smarter, a little bit older, more patient. We were able to feel out the situation and understand what direction the conversation should go, so that way we could meet their deadlines and we can get the areas that we felt we needed and that the areas that we felt we could um, have complete by uh, the deadline that they set forth or exceed their deadline. So yeah. specifically, what was some of those? I mean, you guys obviously, like you just said, Jose, is you already had some, they already had no, good knowledge of how you guys work and how you guys uh, operate ahead of time. Um so they kind of understood you before they started writing you, before you got into the position where they're writing you contracts. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Gotcha. Then, as far as like the troubles, like flooring guys, man, we're cleanup crew, right? We get stuck with everybody's stuff. Got to move it. Got to clean it. Electricians are our favorite people. Um, <laughs> I, I, drywallers, painters, I mean, you, you name it. No, we have to deal with it. Um so some of the common problems that we deal with is obviously rooms not being ready, like people's stuff in there. And I always say that, you know, every trade thinks they have it bad, but 
flooring does have it a little tougher because everybody walks on the floor, right? You don't walk on the walls. You can have two or three painters in one room and, and a ceiling, uh, an electrician putting in outlets and no problem, but we take up an entire floor space. So a little bit more difficult. So getting areas cleaned out and ready for the crews, that's been a problem. Uh, another problem is overspray from painters and who's going to clean that up and, and drywallers as well. Uh, all ac excessive drywall mud, you know, if it's a little bit, it's going to come up with sander. If it's excessive, you know, it doesn't. And or I have it does, I but have it takes videos <laughs> of like piles and it wasn't even drywall. It was like the fireproofing from them spraying. Yeah. Like, like dry fall and stuff yeah, like that. Too. And it's like, Protecting the substrate from other people working. You know, we we fight a lot with the painters, especially if we're doing like if a lot of our assisted living projects have painted wood base and they just go through and paint and there's this thick thing of of paint, you know, a foot off of the out onto the concrete and it's got to come up. And instead of taking a 10 foot piece of cardboard with them to protect it as they spray you get that now setting those expectations early is is uh good in pre-construction meetings and such but uh and then cleaning out having rooms cleaned out i you mentioned electricians they're like notorious for coming in after we've cleaned a room and putting in outlets or something and leaving <laughs> wire nuts and little pieces of electrical crap everywhere and then they're gone. Took them three minutes. They're in and out before we're even we even notice it, and then we got to reclean the room. So those are some of the common problems. But that's with other trades. But it is the GCs. You know, it's their project, so that's who we deal with in those matters mostly. I think you know, like especially since we're some of the last ones in there, what we don't really take into consideration when you know talking to GCs is how much they actually have to deal with. Like we only have to worry about the floors, but they're in there and they're worrying about everything. So, and to, to go in there and be like, all right, I understand that you have to deal with everything, but I still need my stuff done. And, and just showing them that understanding can actually go a long way. Yeah, and you had mentioned uh, the, the painters and the overspray. And, you know, some of that too, like, understanding the product that's going down and then relating that to the general prior to that area being painted primed or if you walk through um, on a progress meeting you're doing a walkthrough you notice that they're priming and they're spraying and it's everywhere you say hey this can't happen like I have to remove that and some of them's like just spill over it's like here's uh here's the information I'm just going to send it over to you go ahead and read that if uh and you can't you can't defer responsibility right because you're, you're telling them what can't be done yeah um, and and that's where being up front in your delivery um can go a long way um with with a general well and you start to form those relationships as well if you're in com commercial you'll see the same painters on jobs and mm -hmm. the same electricians and and eventually you form relationships with those people too and and that's why relationships to us is so important like I just go up to the head painter. I'm like, Hey man, remember on that last job, you left me a bunch of overspray. Don't be doing that on this one. 
okay, man, you know, or whatever. So it's like having relationships with the other subcontractors on the project is important as well. I think that 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 tends to help as much as how you deal with your GC because your GC sees that you're working with the other trades to work through problems and not always just going and attacking them on everything. And they tend to appreciate that a lot when you can work yeah, together. I think that's probably more, more important, actually. Because... I've, I've been seeing that a lot in the, the the bids that come through is them pretty much saying that you 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 on it's your responsibility to get with the other trades to make sure that everyone's going to be working together. Like they just, I guess they're sick of dealing with it, and rightfully so. Like I said, they got a lot on their plate. Yeah. Um... They still are the general contractor and they are still, you know, you still, there's a level of holding them accountable to, to, and I think that's the biggest dichotomy of this relationship thing with the GC is holding them accountable to doing their job so that you're not, you know, tasked with doing it um, every single project, but at the same time doing enough that they know that they're valuable to you, that you, that, that is the problem with the, that relationship with the GC as a client is you want your client to know that you care about them and you give them a good experience. But at the same time, you have these, these dichotomies, these other things that you can't go above and, and beyond every single time or else it's expected. And you're going to have to start figuring some, some extra money to cover all these additional costs you incur for cleaning out rooms or scrape, you know what I mean? So how do you guys deal with that, with that balancing act? I think it's just a, a matter of communication. Um, if, if we're not happy with something or we, we're able to have the foresight on a situation um, going in because we recognize a certain crew or we've worked with um, X company a few times and we understand the nature in which their supervisors have them operate it makes it a lot easier to uh to to foresee some issues and to bring them up um, in a professional manner um also is making sure that there is a representative from the flooring side um during some of the earlier progress meetings on some of the larger projects or even the smaller ones so that way you can speak your piece in the beginning so that way it's not a shock you know, there are four meetings in and, and nobody from the flooring um, has shown up and and, uh, and represented themselves. Uh, so they've already prepped around all of that and we haven't had a say. So I, I think it's a matter of communication, representation uh, that kind of falls into play. So being, being involved in the meetings, a lot of flooring people have bad reputation for that. I think flooring overall does. Uh, I know that even we struggle to get to every job meeting we do between four and 500 projects a year and we struggle to get to every job meeting. And so trying to get to a, a pre-con meeting at least to set expectations uh, is the very minimum we try to get done. And then we go, you know, there's certain jobs you kind of know where it's going to be an easy project. It's running smooth. It's all set up real nice. There's not a lot of dependencies, you know, maybe it's new construction and you had a real good progress or a pre-con meeting and it runs well and you don't have to go to every job meeting. And then there's those ones you got to babysit and uh, be at every single job meeting. So sometimes it can be tough and 
I find that the balancing act is something we may have talked about offline, which is once you kind of do something for them, just don't do it and let it go. Right. You said something about that, Daniel, like you follow it up with, an email yeah. or something like, Hey, we clean this area out or we scrape this. And, and pictures are worth their weight in gold. I'm, I'm dealing with uh, something right now on a project where, you know, there's, there's moisture coming through and I took pictures and stuff early on. Cause I'm like, Hey guys, there's some moisture issues going on here. And, you know, we're using something that, or they use something that you don't need to do moisture testing. So it's like, all right, if you guys are going to be saying all that, I'm going to do it. And I'm just letting you know that this is what's going to happen. And now it's happening. So <clears throat> the, the conversation isn't, I told you so it's, I have pictures, you know, you can't really just blame it on me because I told you <laughs> it was going to happen. But also, what can we do in order to remedy the situation? What does, mm -hmm. you know, the, the client want? Are we going to be able to get in there at certain times? Do they want a moisture test now? And it's, it's becoming a partner in every aspect of, you know, the job. It's, you're, you're a partner with the GC. You're a partner with, you know, all the other trades because everyone it all boils down to everyone is there to make money. The GC is there to make money and we keep on calling it GC, but it could be a CM, you know, construction manager, but we're, it's a broad mm -hmm. term that we use. We call everyone GCs because that's what, <laughs> that's what we've always called them. But it's, it's a partnership because if, if I know they're making money, I know I can make money. We know they can make money as long as everyone's working together. Yeah. So those partnerships, what, what makes it a partnership is the fact that you guys have that we all have a common goal, right? Like we, the, the common goal is to get the job done in an efficient manner and make money. Like most of what matters the most. And I, I, this is another point I had written down, understand what's important to your general contractor or your construction manager or whoever you are working with in this conversation We'll keep that to CMs and, and GCs, construction managers and general contractors or CM at risk as a overall, you know, builder, to commercial builders. Um, what is important to them? I can tell you on most jobs and each one will have some other things, but on every job, it's going to be schedule and budget. Yes. <laughs> right. That's I think you're not going to get away from those two yeah. and then others will add some more to it. But those two, if you know your GC's biggest, especially your on-site contacts, so your superintendent or project foreman, their main goal, man, is to get the job done. They, they, they don't care about much else. How do they get the job done efficiently? And if you can pose your problem as a, almost as a solution, meaning, hey, man, if you can make sure that the painter protects the concrete, it's going to make us come in and out. We can get done with this area in two days in and out, and you can turn it back. We can turn it back over to you. But if we have to spend two or three days removing paint, it's just going to make this longer. And then they're, you're kind of giving them a benefit to take care of the problem so that you knowing that schedule is their big concern. 
Um, that's worked well for us in the past. Uh, I think that also working with the other trades that we mentioned earlier, you know, if you can go up to the painter and make him aware, and then you're still able to turn over that area in two days. And they, you know, a lot of times uh, we've worked with GCs and they're like, man, I would, I didn't think it would go this fast. You know, yeah. it's, sometimes they just don't realize how much you can get down in a day. If you're a high quality, if you have high quality crews on it. And uh, so a lot of that's communication, like you mentioned earlier, but it's communicating the right message. Right. And it's always, it's communicating, letting them know what you're going to have done and also getting done what you say <laughs> you're going to have done. Yeah. And, uh, under promise and over deliver. That's uh, for sure the, the best way to go. And um, it, when you over deliver, you do kind of set expectations for the next project that they'll see you on, but you like, I don't want to say you, but I like to go back and say, hey, I don't want to promise that because there's variables in there that we just can't factor in yet. So I'm still going to say this is a seven working day project, knowing in my head that I want to try to get it done in five, six or five, still going to be seven days in my head. But the goal is to get it done uh, before that seven. Then then you're the uh, you're, you're the savior. You've done, you've gone above and beyond, but you've really done nothing but stay on task yeah and so when you guys we've talked about the day-to-day -day interaction as a relationship what do you guys do for gcs to show them you appreciate them bring them tacos yeah we're taking oh. them out to lunch <laughs> um i think just general conversation man it's, it can't always be about work um, if you're a people person, you're going to be able to read um, a, a little bit of the energy that they're pushing out, right? If they're under a little bit of stress when you're having a conversation, um, I like to just comfort them a little bit, not like, you know, give them a hug and cry yeah. on my shoulder, man. No, it's more like, hey, dude, hey, I, I know you're under a lot of stress. I see it. So don't worry, man. Let's work together. We got this. We're here to have your back. So that way we can make you look good. We want to make sure that your client loves what you're doing. We want to make sure that everybody else here is happy with you. Uh, but in order to do that, these are the steps that we need. And this is what we would like to see in order for us to be, to be more efficient. If you're going to use me to push everybody, then just know that I need the floor to do the floor. And once I get it done, you can cover it up. You can have it back, you know, depending on, on what material, you can have it back pretty quick. Um, but just give me this area and then you can... Store whatever you want in here. Just, just, just and, let it sit. And that, that goes back to the relationships too, right? Because you said, what do we do for them to show them that we appreciate them? We were on, I, we were on this project, and it's the first time we ever worked with this guy. You know, we've worked with numerous other people within the construction company, but it was like he had a lot of pushback. And as at one point, he was like, "Can you just do this?" And I said, "No." And then he was like, "No, you're gonna do this," and then walked away. So what did I do? What I wanted to do. And I closed off an entire area. And this was, you know, first thing in the morning. And by three o'clock, he came back over there. He was like, you really got all that done. I said, I told you I was going to get it done. And that that was, you know, the building of that relationship. And then the last project we were on with him and, you know, I had, we had regular meetings and it in the meetings, he, he pretty much, you know, he started with me, Daniel. What do you need? <laughs> Let everyone know because you're pushing, like you're, you're running this project. Yeah, that's that's both 
<laughs> good and bad to that too. You being the driver, um, because then execution, like you have to execute. Uh, so, you know, you get a crew that gets sick, or you get a an installer that doesn't show up. It, it was whatever. during COVID, so it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did get COVID. <laughs> yes, he did. So, um, yeah, just to touch a bit on one thing with general contractors, if anybody that's watching this hasn't dealt with general contractors on construct on contract projects, so you get a contract from a GC. Contractually, you know, there's there's um, rules to, you know, bid rigging or that what they feel might be uh, encroaching on ethics and such. Um, so just remember they if if you offer something to a general contractor and they refuse it, it doesn't always mean that they um, don't want it. it. Just they don't want to appear to be. Uh, being bribed or something like that to give you work. Uh, we've ran across that a few times on some larger general contractors where, you know, we'd drop off gifts so during Christmas and stuff. And we've actually had them say, Hey, we don't, we don't accept gifts from subcontractors. And we're like, okay, we get it. You know, you just got to understand they don't want to have any perception that they're, you know, that you're bribing them for work. And that's not, a bad thing, but we have had that happen. And so as you're building the best way to build a relationship, and the reason I asked that question earlier is there's not a lot you can do with them outside of just being authentically building a relationship with them. Like you mentioned, Jose, like actually talking to them about stuff other than work and, um, you know, performing and, and the day-to-day -day work uh, that you have with them on a project showing them that you care and those things and that, that you're executing and over delivering and under promising, as you mentioned, but sometimes you can't gift them. Sometimes you can't. Um, we used to do this thing. I think I've mentioned it prior uh, podcast at some point, but we used to do this thing called uh, like, it was called Wichita trivia. And so we'd send out an email every single week to all of our general contractors and it'd be a simple question about Wichita, uh, our hometown and its history. And whoever won would get uh, one of our season tickets to the Kansas City Chiefs game for the the next home game. Um, we had a GC call us. One of his project managers had participated. The owner calls me and says, hey, we don't do this. It's not allowed. I said, that's fine. We'll take him off the list. We understand. We're not doing any, but I do want to point out this is everybody has equal chance. This is a, a trivia and not a gift. So the only way he wins is if he has the right answer and he's the first one. But he still didn't want to cross any lines. So you'll you'll run across some of that stuff. Uh, that program died because the Kansas City Chiefs at the time were terrible. And people started saying, <laughs> hey, uh, we don't really want to go to that game. <laughs> at the time, we were like four and 12. So, yeah, anyway. No, and I, I, I guess I didn't realize that we have gifted quite a bit of, you know, our merchandise to to everyone. And it's typically usually around the holidays and stuff like that. Or, you know, just randomly on different projects. We're working with this guy, bring him a hat and a and a cup, mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. Someone 
someone is always like, oh man, your guys' hoodies are so awesome. And then you just lock that in there. So that way, next time, next project, here goes a hoodie. Yeah. And, you know, um, and, and I don't, I don't really think about it as Brian, because uh, for me, from, from a personal perspective, um, you know, playing softball, I've gifted umpires some of my knucklehead apparel, you know, yeah. hats and stuff like that, shirts, uh, even some of, uh, of the other jerseys that I've designed. And not with any expectation that I'm going to get any type of uh, preferential treatment, because if anything, they, they actually, they're harder on me after that because they don't want anybody to think that there is a, a special treatment there, but just because they like it. And like you said, you, you remember that, Oh, you know, they like this hat. They like this, this Jersey. I just happen to have an extra one. Here you go. I don't need it. I mean. Yeah. And for the most part, I think it's, most of the time it's accepted. I just wanted to kind of throw it out there. That if, right. you get Sometimes shunned, it's not. if you get shunned, don't take it personally is my point. The, and and, and usually the, the very large GCs, uh, like our other negotiated GCs, they're like, take me to take me golfing and take me out to dinner. I'm good with it, <laughs> you know? And that's all cool too. But uh, just if you try to gift a general contractor and they turn you down, I, I would recommend not doing that out of the gate like the first time you meet them don't do that build a relationship and then figure it out but uh at the end of the day if they deny it for for that reason just don't take it personally just understand that there are general contractors that want to keep crisp lines of their fiduciary duty to the owner when they sign a contract with the owner to give them the best value of their project they want to make sure they're not crossing any of those lines so don't just don't take it personal and I can see from a from a work perspective too that it, it does. When you don't feel like you're uh, personally invested in someone or a company or emotionally invested, it's a lot easier to make the logical decision, um, or to uh, stand your ground on on something you need to any issues or potential issues. Um, mm -hmm. When when you don't feel that there's a um, a relationship that could be ruined uh, there as well. So I, I get it. Yeah. I mean, floor guys like swag, right? Yeah, prove it. Go Carrera, and then we love our swag. And yeah, my son took my hat. You guys, are, you guys got some of the best swag in the business. I just got a question texted to me. Uh, I don't know if they're unable to comment, but it's hold on a second. Yeah, any questions are, are good. Yeah, so what 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 about when the GC is asking you to do something that's not best long term for the owner? <laughs> that's actually a pretty good question. So that that is I, I'm I'm reading into this as hey, just install it or just do it type stuff, and you know you can't because in three to five years it's gonna fail. Maybe it gets you past your warranty, but you know, at our company. We care about the end user because we know if we care about them enough, it, it's taking care of the GC. But there's sometimes a conflict there. So I think that's where the question kind of comes from is, you know, what what if the what the GC is asking you to do is not the best long term for the owner of the building that's going to be occupying the facility? You know, we, we've ran into this a lot. Right. And um, early on. Uh, as we were, you know, a subcontractor to other flooring stores. So we were, you know, subbing now only we weren't full service. 
it was always them pushing us probably because the GC was pushing them. And it, it was, it was then when we were like, there's, when you know something isn't going to perform the way that it needs to, that's your name on the line. That's no one else's name on the line. Right. So you, we've been through it to where even though the flooring store told us to do it, we're getting thrown under the bus. So that was kind of the end of that where it was like, all right, if I know it's not going to perform the way it needs to, I'm not going to do it. And then when we started getting pushed back from that, it's when you start expanding your knowledge even more. It's like, I'm not going to do it. And this is why, and this is where you can find the information. So, um, we, so how have you specifically dealt with that? Like, you don't have to name names, but a specific scenario where so we do quite a bit of work in hospitals, right? So it's it's like, look, man, if we do not do this, you have to start looking at the patients that are in here and the health and their health, right? Because um, going back to moisture, we, we were on a project where there is a moisture issue and you can tell like it has resilient on it now. You rip it up, patches all crumbling and stuff like that, right? And then it's like, they always come with, well, it looked fine before. Why can't you just make it look like that again? Yeah. And it's like, listen. Like, That's my most dreaded response. <laughs> it's a simple answer, though. I know, but it's just like, it looked good before. Why do you have to remove this pressure sensitive glue that's over broad loom adhesive? The right. other file did just fine. And, and and you just have to look at them and it's like, think about like money aside, it's doing the right thing, man. You got to have some integrity sometimes. And then like in the hospitals, it's like this moisture is going to affect the air quality because hospitals HVAC is running 24 seven and it's, all it's going to do is keep on moving that stuff around everywhere. So you want to remedy the situation now, or really you're looking at if lawsuits can be spawned at any time. Right. And if they, the, the more you dig, the more you're going to find out. So yeah, certainly for neglect. It's just a matter of, of, of educating them at the implications that they're putting themselves under right? It's going to last you this window or you don't have to worry about it anymore because we're gambling. Now you're going to be here and you want to gamble or we can just take care of it and there is no gamble. And and the, the biggest thing is, is, you know, they, they're always like, well, are you going to do it? And especially, you know, these past few years, we're like, no, like this is where our contract ends. And then and you can find someone else. Yeah. I remember the exact job that started out like the very, I remember when we decided that that was going to be our, we're not doing it. And then Daniel yeah. never lost a dime on the job I didn't take. <laughs> I think, I think what you mentioned earlier, the why is a big piece to this. I had a job where we're going into an area that's, that was an old kitchen. So it had drains and, you know, slopes to drains and, and it's being turned into an area that's going to have cubicles and carpet tile. And I, I told them that we would have to level out every drain 
so that it's good and level. And they they the response was uh just patch it and we're okay that we're gonna because I said, you know, you're gonna see some gaps. And <laughs> you know, because when you go down into a valley, the, it's what going to you're you're covering more square inches, so it's gonna gap on you. And so we explained that that wasn't enough. And they were like, well, that that'll we're fine with that. And so were the owner be. So I got the furniture plan, looked at that, and there's going to be people sitting <laughs> where these drains are. And I was like, do you realize that if we do this, people are going to be like going this way, <laughs> but their, their chairs are going to be just moving around. And, uh, you know, after they got that, why it's like getting the right, why uh, they were like, okay, well, let me go present it to the owner. I think part of the why and what the reason I, I drew that all out was because the why is what they need to go to the owner and feel confident and asking for more money under given circumstances as well. So it's not always the GC is just going to pay you out of their pocket. They're they're trying to recoup the money right. from the owner. So they need your why. And and, uh, you know, there there's been projects lately where that's that's happened. And it's like they're like, all right we need you to kind of dumb it down for us. And then once I do that, they're like, okay, this is something we could take to the owner. And, and that's how that, that, that conversation is. All right, now we can go talk to them. And um, I've actually brought up a few times uh, in the past couple of years as well, that if this is what you want me to do, then all right, well, let's just have a meeting. Let's get the owner involved. Let's all have a sit down and let's explain to them because if you want me to explain it to them, so that way you're not the bad guy, you're not the messenger, I have no problem doing that. Because um, I don't know how many owners of large buildings or any facilities are going to cut some of those small corners if they're not getting the full value out of their install. They're not going to want to hear it could fail or it is going to fail. Well, and later it's all excuses. Now it's, you know, on the front side, it's it's the why. On the back side, it's an excuse. So if you do it and it fails or you do it and the end user has a bad experience with what you did, then everything you say seems like an excuse as opposed to presenting it on the front side. It's the reason why you want to do it a certain way. And sometimes it's not always money. It could be just a schedule situation. They don't they don't want you to do it because they want you done tomorrow. And what you're proposing is going to take an extra two days or something. But that's where it's nice to have multiple things in the toolbox and not be so set on, you know, one manufacturer or something like that. Because there's plenty of times where like this can this is available and this can work right now. They it's right here. Mm -hmm. You know, it does it cost more? Yeah, but it's, we're we're going to stick to that schedule. Yeah. Daniel's yeah. Being creative with that, that brings up a good point. Being creative with solutions to the problems that are inevitably going to come up on projects. Uh, the GC really, any general contractor will appreciate your efforts in being creative with your, with solutions when it comes to either budget or schedule. Uh, many times, I'm sure you guys have been through value engineering on projects and sometimes it's schedule. Sometimes it's, you know, trying to get the cost down and either way, when you come with creative solutions, um, you know, they certainly appreciate those types of, of deals yeah, too. Especially when it's both, when it's, 
this carpet is in stock and it's going to save you $8,500. Yeah, that's that one. Yeah, that's what we like to call a win-win. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you like to call it, the building box of a great relationship. Yeah, and that's pretty. You know, those are those are. It's awesome when you get into those scenarios where you can provide a true win-win, cheaper or more affordable. I hate using that word cheaper, but it's more affordable and it's going to save you. It's available right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to know your options, especially now with all the uh, shipping issues, all the freight woes and material shortages and yeah. options. So if you had a GC sitting across from you right now that you did not know, what would you guys say about yourself to kick off a good relationship with them? I guess this happens quite a bit. We mm -hmm. just had a meeting a couple weeks ago with uh, someone that called us and we we try and 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 say that we're transparent, right? Mm -hmm. And we're we're not gonna try nickel and diamond because we've been on the other side of that when that's what that company's doing and we're trying to tell you how to do it right. It's this is my number, man. This is pretty pretty close to where it's gonna be, if not a little cheaper for you. And and that's what you get with us. Um, not only that, it's our work really speaks for itself. So it's not going and, hey, let me get this huge project. It's like, uh, you know, our buddy Brian Westmas told us, you know, a, a few years ago. He's like, man, I don't need the whole job. Just give me a closet. Let me let me do that <laughs> closet. Let me go blow your mind with this closet. Then then we can talk about something else. But let me start out with getting my foot in the door. Give me at least something so that way we can we can start out a relationship. Yep. So I've, I've actually had, <clears throat> excuse me, I've actually had uh, conversations with general contractor before that went something to this extent. You guys, them talking to me, they, they say, you guys, your quality is excellent, but you're difficult to deal with. We, and we and I, I said, well, in what regard? Well, you guys are always... All, there's always a problem on a job and with other contract flooring companies, we don't have those problems. And it typically comes from we moisture test everything and there's a moisture problem or and here's a solution. Uh, we try not to bring a problem without some solutions mm -hmm. uh, or this needs leveled or this needs skim coated or this needs floated out. This is not in the bid. This is. And I said, I can't speak to what the other flooring companies are doing. I can only tell you that we are factory trained people where we're, we understand flooring. We've been in this a long time and we just want what's best for your owner. We don't want to shortchange the job. And this is the reason why. And, you know, they they tend to understand that, but somehow you have to make it pleasant for them to 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 deal with you in some ways so we've loosened up um softened the message it's some of it was our delivery some of it was our guys our field staff being too blunt like nope we're not doing it until we do this <laughs> yeah there's like, definitely definitely a way to deliver that yeah to soften the message a bit yeah. deliver it a little bit differently and and understand that what they're 
what they care about. They care about their schedule and you're trying to blow it up or they care about their budget and you're trying to blow it up. So you got to recognize what you're doing and then deliver uh, appropriately. No, we're just messengers, man. The, the floor. They, they also don't, story. they also don't like feeling like you're, uh, you know, holding their job hostage. Right. And you're not trying to, but it can feel that way to them sometimes. So I don't know. It's a, those scenarios are a lot of case-by-case uh, case matters on how you deal with them. But, you know, uh, sometimes you got to put your foot down and do do the right thing for the project, even in conflict with your GC sometimes. Uh, in my experience uh, through that scenario right there, um, someone who's been in charge of projects a little bit longer and has pushed that, like, hurry up, hurry up, get it done. I don't care. And has had that experience with um, not just flooring installers, but contractors who are say, just say, okay, you know, the yes contractors. Yes, sir. Right away. I'll just go ahead and do it wrong for you because you're asking me. Um, they've already had their fair share of failures. And as they get older and smarter, they understand, stop. All right. Let's explain this a little bit more. Like Daniel said, not necessarily dumb it down, but let's put it in terminology that can be expressed across this boardroom so everyone can understand it. Um, but then you get the new guys who have just been put in a position of leadership and they're trying to flex their muscles. A certain dominance. To, yeah, they're trying, trying to, trying to um, you know, make a name for themselves. They're just like, no, 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 my way or the highway. Um, but at the end, they, they, they are going to still, no matter if they're going to dinner with you three nights a week and shaking your hand when, when they're put underneath uh, that much pressure, you know, they're going to bust and they're going to, they're going to put it on whoever's, whoever's in that trade. It's not going to be like, I told them not to do mm -hmm. that. They, the issue was brought up. They never came with a solution. So I figured that everything was taken care of. You know, there's a way to, there's always a workaround uh, as far as verbalizing uh, somebody else's responsibilities. Yeah. Well, I like your guys's, um, attitude towards GCs as being a partner, um, as understanding their needs, and you try to, you know, make life as easy for them as possible, but not at your own demise. I mean, mm -hmm. that's kind of how we look at it. We try really hard. Um, you know, not too long ago, um, a, a specific situation has come up, you know, a couple of years ago, when all manufacturers used to have, uh, if you're chemically, if you're abating a, a uh, asbestos floor and you use chemicals, they would have different ways. You could skim coat and that. Well, they've all completely, like Mohawk, the big, the big manufacturers completely said, do not install our product over chemically abated floors. Yeah. They don't have a solution. So now you got to go search for a solution. And we had this situation come up when mohawk uh this was a mohawk project uh had first basically said that year that no more of our products can be uh installed over chemically abated floors period they didn't really have a solution but that was the problem we ended up finding some different solutions through uh multiple manufacturers from a pay and some others scouring agent with a, a you know a, a um, 
primer system. Uh, we came up with solutions and now there's more solutions as the, as that goes on. But it reminds me of what you said earlier that like it looked good before. And <laughs> so I, 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 that's what I got told is we've done this plenty of times and I've been doing this for 20 years and we've done it this way. I understand, sir. And I understand that maybe a lot of your projects haven't had failures, but Mohawk or these other big manufacturers have had, and it's not just Mohawk, all the big boys did this, but they've had enough failures from this that now they've separated themselves from the problem entirely. So it does fail. Uh, it can fail. And so here are some solutions. And we had to work through that. It was a church project with a very good GC of ours. And it kind of was a tough one, man, because we had to explain to them why this has always been okay in the past and now it's not. Mm -hmm. And so those scenarios come up and it only, it only works. Um, I shouldn't say it only works. It works best if you have a good relationship with them and you show them and you have shown them in the past that you're only trying to do the right thing and not make an extra dollar off the thing. You're just trying to do what's right for the owner. Right. And I think that's where a lot of the, the training comes in, right? Because you're, you're constantly educating yourself mm -hmm. and then you're taking that education to the GCs. Um, it, one of the, the GCs that we work with, if you look in their quality standards manual, they contacted me to kind of go over it and before, before they published it and every single flooring picture in there was one of our projects, something that we did. And then, you know, for them to reach out to us and say, hey, can you, you know, in Division 9 to make sure that, you know, that this pertains to what you guys are pushing out there. And not only that, it's like this this other project that we're on it and we're having issues now we're with the moisture. And it's like, well, how do you know that's what it is? I'm certified. I'm certified to test this, the the concrete. Because so my job I, to know. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, we, we didn't know that. Well, yeah. So when, when I tell you that, you know, these things are going to be happening and stuff like that, I'm not doing it just to, like you said, I'm not trying to just pad my pocket and nickel and dime you. It's, man, this is, we can remedy this situation now and not have to worry about it later. So any GCs or CMs out there that are, that join us or see it later on, just to let you guys know, no flooring installer wants to add more onto their list when they're going in. So if you're like mad at them because you feel they're nickel and diming you, trust me, they do not want to do any mitigation systems. They do not want to go I tell extra work. Like we don't want to do that. It's just a matter of protecting ourselves. Our livelihood is at risk. I tell them all the time, we would love it nothing more than if we just come in and the job's ready and the concrete's fine and everything's hunky-dory and we come in and knock it out. That yeah. is our ideal solution or our ideal situation. Adding three days of that they don't have in their schedule of mitigation and leveling is not ideal for us. That's not, we don't want the added pressure. It's not worth the little bit of money that you do make. I'd rather go in and it be ready and everything be perfect <laughs> well, so, sometimes you know you the the little bit of money you make doing that still costs you a bunch of money that you could be banking on a different project yeah, yeah exactly and and i'm glad you you guys said that i'm glad you actually talked to the gcs there uh jose and told them i mean the the fact is we're not we don't want that 
we'd just soon it be ready. And we come in, we're most efficient, make the most money when we sell you product and go install it efficiently. And we bill you and right. You like ideally, if we could walk in a job site and start installing, we'd be happy. Yeah. <laughs> and you, mentioned, you mentioned training earlier. And I, I think that's a good uh, spot to throw out that a lot of what you guys have said and a lot of what I speak to is the stuff that's in the CIM, right? Yeah. A lot of that, how you deal with people and building relationships, there's good aspects of that in the CIM training. So again, just to remind the audience, we have uh, the Ford Progress Scholarship for uh, the FCICA's CIM program. And that stands for Certified Installation Manager, but it's really great for project managers, install managers, and installers. If you guys can get that, go, I, I wish, I, I'm hoping that a ton of installers go and apply because you understanding what you, the field people are thinking or the office people are thinking a lot of them have been through similar training or that training. So you understanding how they've been trained will help you deal with uh, a store that you may be uh, sub and work out of or what have you. So uh, everybody go go and um, sign up for the Ford Progress Scholarship. It's a 1300-ish dollar value and it's a great program. So and it's uh and just to shed a little bit of light on that too, it's like a a bird's eye view of someone else's responsibilities. It, it it puts you in someone else's shoes for a little bit. So you're like kind of like the ghost of Christmas past, right? You're up here watching it and you're learning what's going on and you can you can see where some corrections could be made or you can go about things a little bit differently to help yourself and and help the company be more profitable, help yourself be more uh, efficient. There's just a it's just a good program. Yeah. And and it's no different than the reason why you guys may, uh, an office person may go get trained on the actual installation uh, methods or go through a training to install something because we want to know how it happens. This is the installer's uh, uh, opportunity to do the same, like go and figure that out. Who you got with you there? This is Macy. My youngest Macy. Hi, Macy. She has no chill. She don't care that, that we're live right now. <laughs> this is Voltron right here. Come say hi, Voltron. What's my, up? my son, Caleb. Hey, Caleb. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the huddle, guys. This is a true huddle. Now we have a big team together. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we did, um, Dirk did ask a question about giving away his, his some of his apparel. But he's a, a residential installer, and he's been thinking about giving his T-shirts to his clients. He doesn't know if that's a good idea or not, but I think it all depends on, you know, if your clients actually want one. And it depends on how good of a job you did, too, Dirk. Like, if you, did, if you didn't do a good job, don't give it to them. But, you know, <laughs> well, I think that in general, it's um, you got to give them something that they're going to value and not something that you value. So, um, you know, sometimes giving away your swag with some, some generals or some clients, I should say, it's, you know, absolutely, you know, something they want and then some may not. So I, I think that's where a lot of this stuff comes in, right? Yeah. <laughs> something stuff. like this that's useful for everyone that they're going to use 
and then not necessarily a, a shirt that they're going to have in their claws that are just give away at some point. So if, if they say that they want a shirt, definitely give them a shirt. But something like this that's going to be useful to, to them, you know, on a daily basis is, is more valuable. Um, with As far as the shirts and stuff, I'll take a shirt. I'll represent. <laughs> Me too. I'll tell you one little trick that I've seen. Um, I didn't do it, but I'm going to steal it. So I noticed uh, a GC wearing a Carhartt with his logo, with the general contractor's logo, and then real small on the sleeve is the sub's name. Mm. so he made it for him with his logo on it and then he put their their the supplier put their name on the side here just real small not so small you can't read it personal take their yeah i thought that was kind of clever so a patch on right in front of them just sew it on (laughs) (laughs) yeah i thought that was pretty clever all right well guys we have come to the end of the podcast again i want to tell you both i appreciate you guys coming on and and sharing your experience i hope the audience got some um some valuable little nuggets i mean a lot of this stuff is find that one nugget that might help you in your next interaction with your client and if so it was worth your uh half hour or hour that you spent on this podcast i can guarantee you that so right i I think that you know if they look at it as everything that they do is a partnership. They're not ruler of the world. They're not the almighty. It's all right. What, how can I help you help me? Mm-hmm. Like, how can we do this together? I think that that'll open things up to um, better opportunities later on when, when they're working with GCs, because that's 100% what's happened to us. And it, it makes it so that way they know that you're not just there to let me just do everything I have to do real quick and run over everyone. It's like, let's make this a machine. How can I be part of that machine? Um, Yeah. Another, another takeaway for me for an experience. And I just wanted to share this real quick is um, we were on a a, a project one time and the, this was uh, through another flooring company and the guy who hired us, um, I was letting him know the issues and the potential solutions. And what he told me kind of stuck with me. He said, you're always trying to give someone gold when they can only afford bronze. And my my um, rebuttal to that was, if bronze is all they can afford, it's still their investment, no matter what, right? Now, we didn't do very well on that job, labor only. We didn't do very well. We didn't come out on, on top and hit a number that, that we needed to hit to, to appear profitable. However, we over-delivered. We went above and beyond for the client. And regardless of the company that introduced us to them, those people remembered that. And that that company that could only afford bronze can now afford platinum. And we are a preferred vendor for them. So it's just some of those little things right there that can go a long way. You're building relationships now that might not help you for two years, but you're still building it. It's, well, there you go. That's an investment on, that's your gold investment on your side, right? I mean, that's yeah. the investment you put into your, to your client for long-term uh, relationships. And uh, they're asking for the link for the, the program. I think I'll go ahead and copy and paste it on um, on the streams that are live right now. So that way people can do it. And I mean, Go Career has been blasting out some stuff. So it if what's the we best way? Give, we, we would love to see more people actually 
on here and and talking and asking questions i mean live is great too but um once you get on you know the the mailing list for go carrera then you're gonna get these yeah, things get reminders hey mm -hmm. don't forget sign up for the scholarship yeah so i um, get them even though i can't <laughs> there you go me either so um in most of our social media it's in our bio so on our instagram uh right we, if even you're on, on our mailing list you will get it that way um if you uh let's see so we got one more podcast before the comp but before it closes on the 15th i think is that correct ashlyn yeah, so we have one more uh maybe we'll start it with uh tossing uh tossing it up somewhere maybe we can change your screen your screen image and put the link on as your screen image mm -hmm. and everybody can yeah and if you get the fcica emails they're even sending it out so yeah. look for that um and then on the podcast platforms that i put it out on too i have a link in there as well yeah and so even if you don't watch us live like some of these guys you know we see a lot of the same guys every week but it's out yeah. there yeah well people are watching it maybe we'll put it in our bio and on youtube as well because i know that some people are going there and watching it later so we'll we'll add that we'll add the link to our youtube uh channel today so hopefully awesome. that helps some people out to get uh get on and and uh sign up for that scholarship guys so all right guys uh appreciate you again we'll see you next week and uh, i feel like with the uh the the huddle we ought to at the end go ready break <laughs> <laughs> all right see you guys next week all right take one. it easy bye